All right, it's loading. Okay. Yep. Oh, Kenyana, you never finished your story. I'm sorry, I did cut you off. So what's going on with Thanksgiving? Oh, hold on. Um, so no, no, no. Uh, and you know you're live though too, so they can see. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, something had went down with a family member who had, I guess, contracted COVID and okay. have pneumonia in both lungs. So Thanksgiving is canceled. You know. Are you gonna cook at your house then? Um, I, I'm more than likely. I probably am. Okay. More than likely. All right. Yep. I see that we're live. So that's good. Jenny, do you have anything going on for Thanksgiving? You figure out what you're going to do? Uh, I might have to work. I don't know oh, yet. And I got to do that too. Work and cook. <laughs> I might have to work, but I don't think, any, well, my daughter is still in quarantine. Oh. My son, I have no idea what he's doing. So we probably will be calling you. I probably like, just. Quarantine. <laughs> I mean, I can always ask people to make sure they have food for me mm -hmm. on a plate and I can always go get it. But I'm probably just going to just sit home and watch TV because I have Friday off. So oh, wow. I'll just come home and be lazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So we are live. Perfect. Uh, thank you, viewers, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I am so sorry we are late today. <laughs> Um, but we have an amazing story that we're going to uh, share today. So uh, grab your popcorn, grab your water, you know, um, you know, God's in control today, um, what we're going to be discussing. Uh, before we go into today's topic, um, I want to introduce uh, myself as well as Jenny Lee in regards to Uncommon Women. Uh, again, my name is Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And we are Uncommon Women. So what we typically do is we give a platform for women to come on and share their stories in regards to what they've been through in life and where they're at now. And then we also give people an opportunity to share their business um, in regards to uh, educating us or anything that they're doing um, in the world that's helping others. So um, today we actually have a guest speaker by the name of Kenyana Parler. Uh, she is going to share her story. Today we have a story storytelling. So she's going to share her story in regards to being in a toxic relationship. Um, and it, it, it's going to be an amazing day today. So just hold tight. Um, before we get into her story, I just want to let you know a little bit about uh, Kenyana. Uh, she's originally from New York. And she attended <laughs> FSU majoring in fine and arts, uh, completing her bachelor's degree in Winter Park, Florida in 2017. Uh, this Northerner started her first business, Casey Copeland LLC as professional life coach uh, to young and seasoned individuals. Uh, Kiana later, um, her idea to add another company known as Lion Journey Development LLC uh, became a natural success partner with churches, schools, shelters, etc. Apart from work, uh, Parlor is a mommy to a beautiful little girl. Uh, and Kiana can be found among many family and friends when taking a break uh, from work. And as you know, she's working for Thanksgiving, so she's, yeah. she's probably always working. <laughs> uh huh. I thought they were going to give me a day off. I guess they were like, Ooh, psych. <laughs> uh, but thank you, uh, Kiana, for coming on uh, Uncommon Women. 
uh, we're so happy uh, that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to come on and share your story. Uh, before we go into your story, is there something that you want to add or tell us about yourself? Yes, first, I do want to say thank you to both of you beautiful ladies for having me on Uncommon Women. It definitely is a pleasure to be here to share my story and hopefully help someone who might be going through something similar. Um, yes, also, besides, you know, um, the whole creative arts um, writing and all of that, when I'm not busy or I'm not working, I definitely love to journal. I love to watch movies and just be around friends and laugh. <laughs> movies. What's one of your favorite movies? I'm going to have to go with The Notebook, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love The Notebook. I Listen, I'll be crying and everything. Oh, my God. Like, they love each other, you know? I didn't find a love like that. <laughs> one day one day God's gonna bless you with it um mm -hmm. so before we get into your story uh tell us a little bit about how was your life growing up okay um well growing up I would like to believe I had it made as far as like just having both parents in the household you know I grew up as a daddy's girl I'm not gonna lie okay but <laughs> I love both of my parents equally lord knows that I do um and later on uh down the line, years later, they ended up divorcing and, you know, splitting. So that right there was kind of my first experience of a heartbreak, actually, because, again, I was a daddy's girl. So dad's done left the house and keep talking about stay here and finish school. You could, you know, I'm like, you know, you could take me with you. Like, he's like, no, you know, stay with your mom, graduate, do what you have to do. And um, years later, you know, with me, just I kind of dealt with him leaving, I kind of went through like a depression and all of that stuff like that. We weren't really in contact as much as I would have liked. Um, excuse me. And um, so, yeah, years later, I ended up meeting a young man whom I fell for, I fell in love with. And, um, you know, he had me bedazzled, I guess you can say, you know, <laughs> swept me right off my feet. And I'm like, wow, like I've never, this must be like that type of fairy tale love that everyone, you know, looks for. And I didn't see, you know, any signs of anything. Um, everything just, it seemed and it, it felt so perfect. And years later, I ended up going through um, different events of domestic violence, emotional abuse, um, physical abuse as well. And just having, you know, a daughter, within like that household or, you know, and within a family where she's experiencing or seeing, oh, you know, mommy and daddy's having, or, you know, altercations or whatever the case may be. Um, it's not something healthy, you know, for a kid or that a kid should see. So um, I ended up sticking around, you know, me with my big heart, just kind of giving chances, you know, I can't help that. I'm like, it could be anybody. I'm like, you know, you deserve a million chances. Let me keep giving you chance after chance after chance. And um, it, it didn't work out that way, you know, um, I guess the individual kind of seen it as like, you know, she's not really gonna do much, like she's always gonna want me around or whatever the case may be. And so um, my first experience of the whole domestic violence was um, a choking situation. Mm -hmm. And that happened, you know, in Florida. And it kind of shocked me. And it so happened that that came about through an affair that I had learned about. And 
the young man ended up kind of like blacking out on me and, and things like that and choking me. I couldn't breathe or anything like th anything like that. And, you know, I was panicking. I'm crying. I'm like, you know, you're hurting me. And finally, after the altercation, literally of me, because I took the plates off the car, probably should never did that. But, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, if this is in my name or whatever the case, you know, I, I should have the right to take the plates off of, you know, the car. And um, he had to be wherever he had to be. And I just wasn't trying to give that. So make a long story short, we ended up in court and I ended up, you know, taking out a restraining order against the in individual for my safety. Um, years later, after the restraining order had, you know, just completed, it was like for a year, I ended up, you know, bringing that individual back because I'm like, you know, let me give that person a chance, you know, they deserve a chance. Maybe we could work on our, you know, our situation or our relationship. Um, and it ended up not being that way either. Uh, years down the line, again, still ended up getting cheated on, being mistreated, talked to any kind of way, and um, just kind of dealing with like the ins and outs of the individual's mood. Not, you know, I'm not perfect, but I, you know, I had my moods here and there as well. But um, after all of that, I ended up going on a dating app. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna share everything. And um, I was praying to God at first because I'm like, you know, I'm in a situation where I've been, I've literally been spat in the face. I've been chased with a knife. I've been like pulled by my hair. Like, I mean, the whole like nine yards of everything. And um, I didn't really know how, you know, how to deal with that or how do you fix that issue? Maybe is there something I could do better that'll, you know, help us be better. And that's still, you know, it wasn't the case. So one day I got really tired of it. And I'm like, you know, God, like, I understand that I've literally strayed, you know, I've been curious and I've at times may have found myself in places where I probably had no business being, you know? Um, and so after praying and asking God, like, I need, I need you to send, send help. Cause you know, I had friends and things like that um, who knew about certain situations and encounters, but it was kind of hard to allow them to kind of get involved because I was very like separated or secluded, isolated from um, everyone. And so um, after going on a, you know, dating app or whatever, I ended up putting, you know, in my bio looking for someone to talk to. And I got a lot of messages, most of them like I ignored until one individual ended up, you know, contacting me and we kind of became acquainted and we got to know each other. And so I started to explain to him briefly everything that was going on, which he started to understand, okay, you know, this is serious. And I think after quite a few months of, you know, talking and allowing him to get to know me, because he's like, you know, I see what it is now. You don't listen. You know, somebody told you something, you know, you just do what you want to do. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's true. Like I do. I can't lie about that. Um, but it came to me having to have some type of discipline to understand, like if, this is the help that God has sent to get me out of the situation, you know, that I was in, that I need to listen and I need to be, um, I need to be very discerning of information that's being given on how to maneuver about certain situations or moves or plans without, you know, giving away what the action plan is. So 
this individual and I, you know, would talk, he would check in on me, like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Um, you know, I'd share stuff. And then um, a time or two um, when I was staying, you know, with the individual and just kind of going through it, like, I mean, there was a night where all of my clothes was just being thrown out, you know, in a wow. hall at a hotel. And, you know, I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know, you know, what to do. I don't know how to deal with that. And I don't want to get into an altercation. That's the last thing I want to do because I know how that ends up. And uh, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm picking up my stuff. I go down to like the lobby and, you know, I'm trying to ask them like, hey, do you guys have like maybe a separate room or something that I, you guys can put me into um, because I'm going through a situation, you know, with an individual who is just talking to me any kind of way, throwing my stuff out. You want to fight me? You want to like, and I don't want to do that. After all, I'm fatigued. I don't want to fight you, especially a man, you know? And so my daughter's there, she's witnessing everything. And she's just like, you know, you don't have to do all of this. You don't have to, you know, talk to, uh -huh. you know, my mom that way or whatever the case may have been. And the way that it happened that night was just crazy because it, it's kind of like, you know, looking at a dark entity or suddenly understanding, okay, it's not necessarily the person that I'm dealing with anymore. Maybe this might be a spirit, you know, um, that I'm dealing with where I'm, I constantly find myself fighting literally every day for my life, whether it's, you know, physical abuse, whether it's verbal e abuse or, or emotional, it's, it's a lot. So um, we got into a really bad altercation and my daughter started, you know, breaking down crying and she mm -hmm. just boohooing and I'm trying to console her, put her in my arms, tell her like, you're okay, you're fine. Like, you're, no one's gonna hurt you. Like I have you, let's just go to bed. You know, we'll figure out tomorrow <laughs> how we could deal with the situation. And she did not want to come out of her shoes. She didn't want to come out of her jeans. She didn't want to come, come out of her coat, nothing. So we literally slept, you know, in a separate room like that. And um, I cried, I cried after, you know, waiting for her to go to sleep first because I didn't want to see I didn't want her to see me crying right. and for me that moment was that moment where it's like okay this is enough like I have to really take heed to what's being said from the help that God actually sent because I just was not doing it and um it's crazy because even with communicating with the individual without saying hey you know I'm gonna talk to you at like 6 30 or you know this time I feel like a lot of the timing was actually when he was making the calls were on God's timing because literally the individual could like, you know, get up to get ready to go to work, go to work, go get like the company vehicle, come back literally like 30 minutes while you're still on the clock, clocking everything I'm doing, you know, like, what are you doing? Okay. I'm just, you know, just kind of pacing, walking like the perimeter to make sure nothing doesn't look unusual I'd be on a call, you know, with the help that God sent, who is, you know, still a friend and explaining like, this is what happened. You know, I know what to do or I, I don't know what to do, but I kind of need help. I need the push. That's what it was. You know, I don't want to be comfortable in a certain in a situation where, you know, it's OK because it's not OK for someone to mentally, physically or emotionally abuse you. That's not OK. So, um, you know, the, the friend that I ended up making was telling me, listen, you need to pack your stuff, but don't say anything. You get into another altercation, you know, you ignore him, don't say anything, don't feed into it. Pack your things, not while he's there. And, you know, you, you get up and go. So literally, 
Um, the next day, early that morning, we got into another altercation. I'm like, dang, you know, we just had an altercation like a few hours ago. There's, right. there's no break, no rest. Um, we get into it. He ends up leaving. And then he comes back. And we were actually arguing about a friend that um, the person I was dating at the time or that I was with didn't like a friend of mine who, you know, just wasn't very, you know, sitting it, the spirit of whom I was dating the person, it just wasn't, wasn't sitting well with my friend. And my friend would constantly say, you know, like, Kenyana, I'm telling you something with the spirit. It just doesn't sit right with me. Like, even I've had uncles tell me, like, listen, you need to take it seriously because you're going to find yourself either dead or really, you know, really hurt. You know, and at first I was not taking it seriously because I'm like me, you know, I don't think it, it could ever get to that. But, you know, over the years, as it started, like, progressing, and it seems as, you know, the more years, the worse that it got. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, okay, so this is something serious, you know. And um, we ended up, yeah, getting into it. And um, after we got into it, and he's like, all right, bet, you know, when I get back, we're going to see. Usually that meant, oh, my God, this is not that. Like, I, I, that's something I don't want to stick around for. So um, I ended up calling a close family member and I'm like, listen, you know, this is what's going on. Like, I, I need help. Like, I need to like I, I need to leave here. I'm willing to pay like a higher rent if I have to just for my safety. You know what I mean? So um, the family member was like, OK, you know, go ahead. You can come on. I'll come pick you up at so and so time. And I packed all my stuff. I had to go down to the lobby in the hotel and tell, you know, um, the receptionist, listen, please do not tell, you know, if he comes up, down looking for me or asking me questions, do not tell him, you know, that I left with my kid. Please don't do that um, because you're going to cause, you know, conflict. I kind of explained some of the stuff that was going on. And so, you know, she understood. She's like, okay, I won't. Um, packed my stuff and I left. I literally left and I've been out of that situation for a while. But the thing that kind of stuck out to me or that confirmed that, okay, like this is serious was when this individual said to me, you know, I didn't, when I came back, I didn't expect you to be gone. And that's because I didn't say anything. You know, I listened to that friend or that hope that right. God sent, pack your bags, don't say anything. And, you know, do what you have to do. Just, you know, stay in your own corner, be careful. And I've been through so many encounters or instances where I've like overlooked it. You know what I mean? Or I didn't take it serious as I should have been taking it serious. For example, we went to the movie theaters one day and I'm like, you know, this is going to be a good day. And I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a good day. I can feel right. it. I forgot to turn my phone on to pay my bill. Any other time I pay it on time. But that day I just so happened to forget. I don't know what it was. So we got to the mall and, you know, pull up at the AMC theater. We pay for the tickets, but there's still extra time, you know, before the movie starts. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to run to get coffee. You know, you want to come? He's like, yeah, we can go. As soon as we go over to Dunkin' Donuts for coffee, excuse me, there's a line. So he starts to get impatient. I know what that means. Like, you know, once he leaves, either, you know, you have two choices. You leave with him or you stay and you deal with the consequences later on. So I felt like, okay, it's not a long line. Maybe like three people ahead of me. I get my coffee and 
I come out, he's nowhere to be found. And I'm, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I've got to, you know, pay my phone bill. I know how this is going to end. So I'm trying to get like, you know, mall internet to like connect to pay my bill online. I can't even get that. So I run back to the uh, theater with my daughter and I'm asking the ticket masters like, hey, you know, have you seen a guy, you know, this tall, you know, he looks like this or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, he's in the movie theater. And so I'm guessing, I'm assuming like, okay, you know, they seen him. I go back, I go into the movie theater and it's dark. The movie is going, you know, the first couple of minutes of it. And so I'm like, I don't want to step on, over anybody. I don't want to look for like my assigned seat. I'll just sit way to the back. You know, it is a free seat with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting in the movie theater. It's pitch dark. It's quiet. Everybody's watching the movie. Not even three minutes later, he comes in and he's screaming, where the F were you? And, you know, where was your ASS? He's just, he's yelling. Everybody in the movie theater is going off. Who are you talking to? Man, don't come in here, you know, with all that noise. And I'm embarrassed. I like, my daughter's just like, stop yelling, you know, stop yelling. And so I'm like, oh my God. So he's like, get your ASS up and let's go, let's leave. And I immediately, I get up with my daughter. I start crying because I'm like, oh my God, like, I thought literally you were already in here seated. You know what I mean? That, that's what I thought. I didn't want to interrupt you or anything like that. And we're yelling, we're arguing all the way out outside of the movie theater back into the car. And my daughter's just like, you know, you don't have to keep talking to my mom like that. Like, that's just not nice. You know, he's going off and I'm just crying. I'm literally boohooing in the front seat because one, I'm afraid, like my hands are shaking because I'm like, oh my God, like, I just hope this doesn't turn into anything more than an argument, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I cried, I boohooed all the way there. We argued and all of the verbal abuse, like just hearing things like, you know, you're just so stupid. Like any other girl that I, if I talked to, wouldn't be as stupid as you who forgets to pay their phone bill or, you know, whatever the case is. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just thinking because how could I, I, I must've really been that, you know, that stupid that I took you from being nothing and made you into something, but yet, you know, I'm still stupid in your eyes, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was very hurtful or whatever. So I ended up going home, leaving him at the hotel, you know, by himself for that weekend. And what I ended up discovering after time after time after these events is that every time that I was alone with my daughter, my peace literally was the only thing that mattered to me. I felt really good to just be alone with just myself and my daughter without needing a, you know, a third entity there. Um, So I, yeah, I went through that and it, it kind of reminded me of me, like when my mom used to share stories about her experience going through um, physical and verbal abuse. Cause I always thought in the back of my mind, like that can never be me. That would never be me. And so when I look at that years down the line and it's like, oh my God, that's me. It took a lot of even having that friend who God sent to help me to understand like you have to call a thing a thing. Like denial was a very big thing with me. Like I'm like, it's not domestic violence. It's just like, it's it's just a little spat, you know, like, and that's what I kept calling it. And that's not what it was. It was domestic violence, you know, if being spat at in the face, being pulled by the hair, telling, you know, being told, fix your face before we walk out here to take a walk on, but fix your face for you, you know, just going through the whole nine yards. And then when everybody see the person, it's like that person, like they could, you know, 
I don't see that, you know, when yeah. I see them. And that's the thing, you know, when you're when you're with someone behind closed doors, you see the real them, you know. So it's different when you're out in public and you're putting on that facade of what you want people to think versus when you're back home and, you know, they see the real you, you know. It's, it's hard to elaborate to people like, listen, you know, sometimes what you see is not always what you get. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So before the abuse actually started, was there, um, well, the physical abuse, was there mental abuse that was happening for a long period of time and you just didn't pay it no, no attention? For the first three years, honestly, there were no signs. And this is the same thing that my friend literally that God had sent to help kept asking me. He's like, so you're telling me, okay, <laughs> not once. Did he show signs? I said, no, I swear, like not once. And I'm like, and I'm always looking for signs. I'm usually that person where it's like, listen, you only have till once with me and that's it. Mm -hmm. If I see anything, I didn't see anything, nothing. Wow. So whatever performance it was, he put on, he put it on really good and he held it together. He held wow. it together. And I'm like, wow, like I found like the perfect, you know, person. And when I just started seeing it after the three years, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, and at first I was, like I said, I was kind of in denial. And that's when just talking to my uncles about certain things where they're like, oh, you know, that's called domestic violence, right? Like, um, you better quit playing or you're going to find yourself dead. You know, I just kind of laugh at I'm like, you're not, come on, like, you know, God is not going to let me go out like that. But um, there were just you know, different things after the three years, like even just being constantly, you know, cheated on to the point where after a while, I just didn't care. It's just more of how can I get out of this? I want to get out of this. I don't care about that. You know, um, the constant disrespect or being told like, you know, no other man will ever want you. You know what I mean? Like I'm the only one who will want you. And it's like, you know, now I look at that and I'm like, kind of stupid to say, cause you know, there are a lot of people who want me, but you know what I mean? Like, for someone to be so dedicated to constantly trying to break your soul, to, mm -hmm. you know, um, just break you down if they possibly can, like, it's a sick thing, you know, and it's like, there are really people out here like that who will dedicate every breath within themselves to be like, you know what, let me just see if I can, like, break her, you know what I mean, if, yeah. if I can, like, keep her from moving forward and, get whatever it is I can get from her, whether it's, you know, being an opportunist, use it till I can't use her anymore, you know, so. Yeah. I didn't see a sign. Wow. Was the choke incident the first time that he's actually put his hands on you? Yes. What were, yes. You, what, were you, what were you going through at that time, like after the fact? I felt betrayed, honestly, and I cried because I was shocked for the fact that it happened. Um, and I happened to actually be like at my father's house, but my father, you know, was inside, but it's kind of weird because the way that it happened, it's kind of like he knew, okay, let me kind of pull her away from the door so she can't like kick or bang or anything like that. Cause my father was upset with me because he's like, and you didn't come back. You didn't say anything. You didn't bang on the door because you, in Florida, you know, you, if you have a license to carry, I'm like, no, we don't have to take it that far. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, yeah. I, I don't want that. Yeah. So I'm like, I felt very hurt. You know what I mean? Because I was just asking myself like questions, like, why did that even happen? Like, 
I would have, I'm not saying it's okay to get cussed out. You get what I'm saying? But I would have preferred that over you putting your hands on me. Yeah. You know, you choking me and me telling you, I'm telling you, you're hurting me. Like, I, I can't breathe. Like, literally, I went to bed with a severe headache. I took over-the-counter medications. That did not work. I cried myself to sleep. And my, six, my daughter was six months old at that point in time. And she sat up in her pack and play, just staring at me. And I guess she kind of sensed something's wrong because she just sat there usually she's all giggly but she sat there just staring and like me just trying to get it together I'm like oh let me wipe my face and and stop crying because she's just staring at me and I I don't want to be like weird with her just staring at me and and stuff like that and I filed the police report the next morning he'd come to my job like my my job had to literally like protect me like you know somebody see him on the floor like oh you know, call through the walkie-talkie, you know, cold, whatever, I go run to the back and yeah. go sit and, you know, manage management until, you know, wow. he left. It, it got, things got like really bad, just being clocked, everything. Like you can't talk to your father around me. You can't, you know, you can't talk to certain friends. You can't do this. You can't do that. And if I'm on the phone with somebody and it's not either of the people you said I can't be on the phone with, you want to know who, who are you on the phone with? What were you talking about? And, you know, and it's, it's like, where'd that come from? Because you never showed any of this. Right. The three years in. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. How often did it happen with your daughter being present? A lot. Um, I've even been like bit on the neck where we've argued about something so stupid, like it's like laundry, literally. Um, but I guess because I've had like my petty ways where I'm like, okay, you know, well, you want to talk down to me. I'll, I'll just wash my clothes and my daughter's clothes. I won't wash your clothes. You know, I'll just leave it. You wash your own clothes. And we kind of got into it. It started out as an argument. And then one thing led to another. He jumped on me and was biting on my neck. And I was like crying. I was screaming. Like I couldn't like, oh, I kept praying. I'm like, oh my God, like God, please don't let him like break my skin. Like here. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is just like, get off of her. You're biting her. You're biting her neck. You're like, you're going to hurt her. You're going to make her bleed. And I'm just like, oh my God. You know, when he got off, there was like a little mark and it, it stung. But I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you. He didn't like break the skin. But I kind of, I still was dealing with the fact like, oh my God, like my daughter <laughs> just seen it. She's seen it too many times. Too many times to count. Wow. So. What was your breaking point? I know that you had your friend that was helping you. Uh, Was there a specific incident that you was like, wow, enough is enough. I can't keep doing this. Um, I no longer can be in denial. Like I'm really in an abusive relationship. When do you feel it was actually your breaking point? My breaking point, honestly, was a night that I actually called a friend who has been around for like over 10 years um, that the individual that I was in a relationship with didn't like. And it was urgent for me, like for my spirit, like I had to talk to my friend, you know, like, and I didn't care if he was in the room or whatever the case was, because it was just something that I needed, you know, and I kind of felt like I was stuck in between like, oh God, oh my God, I'm about to have a breakdown and cry, but I also need to like kind of keep it together. So let me just call this friend because this friend is like really good with, you know, their words. Mm-hmm. And we ended up arguing on the phone, myself and the person I was in a relationship with. And um, my friend was listening, you know, I put him on mute, I whispered, I'm like, listen to everything he says. And he's listening, he's just listening. And 
um, just going back and forth with the person I was in the relationship with, just arguing like, oh, you know what? Like, just don't ever let me cross paths with him because I'll like punch him in the face or I'll kill him or, you know, just crazy mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, but you've never met this friend for you to say something like that. Like my friend has never said anything to you about you or against you right. for you to be like this hostile. That was the breaking point for me because I'm like, okay, first of all, you're too old to be talking like that. Second of all, like it's toxic. Like your level of darkness is too heavy on my spirit, like to the point where it's starting to affect me. That was my breaking point. Okay. Yeah. So how did it affect you as a woman? As a woman, it affected me in a way where I had to, he broke down a lot of my self-esteem. I'm not going to lie, my self-confidence, a lot of things he broke down. Mm. And I had to rebuild that up. So by me rebuilding that up, that required me separating myself from that person and doing the things that I used to do that would build, you know, my self-confidence, whether that's, you know, do your hair a little bit more often, go out and hang out with your friends whom you couldn't have any contact with, like, look at yourself in the mirror, say something beautiful or positive to yourself, but make sure that you believe what you're saying. Because there were times where I'd look in the mirror and like, just try to be like, you are, you're beautiful, you know, and just kind of shake my head at it. Like, no, I'm not. But, you know, it, it changed. Like, and I thank God for that because over that point of time, I was able to re, you know, rebuild my confidence to understand my worth is everything. And literally had it not been for me, that person wouldn't have got anything or anywhere of where they are today. So um, it, it did affect me. Yeah. And you are beautiful and Thank no you. one deserves to be um, broken down that type of way. Yeah, no, um, nobody does. Nobody does, no woman. Like I shared before we did our live, I've been down that road and it's yeah. a terrible feeling. And it takes a lot for you to come back to where you are now. And, you know, and then I give it all to Jesus. Give glory yeah. to God for that. Mm -hmm. I guess, like I said, yep, because you could never take a loss with God. Like, literally, you could sit here and tell him your plans and he'll laugh at it. Like, okay, mm -hmm. that's what you think, you know, but I got something so much better in store that's for you, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you lose yourself because it's yeah. just like, how do I, how do I explain to someone else what I'm going through? Or where do I get to the point of where I used to be? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. how, did, how did I get to this point of letting someone control me yeah when mm -hmm. i was brought up a different way you know like exactly you up with both parents so you know yeah for love you know you have a father that's in your life you were a daddy's girl mm -hmm. and it's 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 okay because we need these lessons that we go through in our life to be able to turn our yeah. blessings into better into better things yeah and that's what I'm totally, you know, looking at this as like, and there's literally not a day, you know, that goes by where I'm like, God, I really thank you. You know what I mean? Because you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Like so many times I've definitely, you know, strayed off or 
tried something that I shouldn't have tried or, you know, like kind of like, you know, a kid when, you know, your parents tell you, you know, don't be in the living room with the grown folks, Mm -hmm. you know, and there I am in the living room with the grown folks, you know, but still God is his grace, his mercy, his love is just, it's unchanging. It's still the same, Mm -hmm. you know, so. And the thing I love about God is no matter how much I mess up. Yeah. No matter, always, yeah, he always, you know, no matter how much I knew, like the red flags was there, and it's like, yeah. I'm getting in the you know, exactly. he's like, when you're ready, I'm ready, you know, and he just yeah. picks you up, he just picks you up where you're at, yeah, and, and it's no exactly, and it's like it takes, you know, especially when you're dealing with like you know, your relationship with God and you need help. Sometimes it's, it takes more than just, you know, praying and then saying, send the help. You got to be ready. You got to be prepared. That means whatever that takes, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you, you're uncomfortable doing whatever you Mm got to do to make that move, to get out of whatever situation you're in, be ready to move Mm -hmm. without question or doubt, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's what I did. He will move you. He will move you. He will move you. He'll Mm -hmm. open the doors that, need to be open in order for you to get where you need to go. Exactly. And I can honestly say literally opportunities have just been falling since that, you know, like before (laughs) I started even dating the individual, I had so many opportunities. And then it's just like the minute I just started dating them, opportunities, everything just quiet. You know, I'm just like, you know, like, God, this is weird. Cause usually you always got something for me. Like I, I haven't seen anything in seven years, you know, like seven years. And then as soon as I'm out, boom, it's like all these blessings. It just starts yep. <laughs> yep. falling in my lap. So, you know. Yep. So true. Well, that you just gives me chills. Yeah, it does. Because it's just like, you know, I guess God just kind of protects you. It's like, you know, yes. if I was to give you that while you were in that situation, who's to say you, you wouldn't would even get up. the blessing? It, you would. <laughs> you wouldn't be ready for it. So yep. now's mm-hmm. the time. And they definitely yeah. overflow. And I'm just. I'm like God, hold on, you know, let me <laughs> catch it, <laughs> you know. So definitely. that's awesome. Um, so after that relation, how long has it been um, since you guys have been uh, broken up? It has been almost ten months. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So has that been? Was that your first abusive relationship? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That okay. was my first. I have been in um, like a relationship before, but you know, kind of like the little college, petty high school. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I was never, you know, abused by any of those people. This was like my very first, you know, um, mm-hmm. experience. And I'm like, wow, like me, God, like that really just happened to me. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just like God, like saying, listen, I have a testimony I need you to share. So um that was my very first experience and I'm praying to God ain't no more coming (laughs) that's awesome so have you um during this time period have you got any professional help with for you yourself and your daughter yes I have actually um I did I seek um professional help like a little over four or five months ago actually okay and um this was something literally that me and that individual had talked about doing in order to try to fix the relationship, but the individual ended up, you know, falling through, which is fine. So I'm like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go ahead and keep the professional help that I need, um, like a counselor and 
really talk about everything. And I've been able to literally clear out house, like my spirit, just spill everything out, like all the contents mm. of my heart, the hurt, the pain, the memories, everything. And literally to this point where it's funny because when we first started going through everything, talking about it, crying about it, to now, like, you know, when are you going to be, you know, ready to date? Like, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> chill, you know, you just <laughs> chill, give me a minute, you know, like it, it's coming. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what are some of the red flags that you can get, let women know? If a man, first of all, the first red flag you should go for is if he talks to you any kind of way, even if he'd be like, oh, I'm joking or I'm playing. He's not joking. He's not playing. Okay. Um, keep an eye out for that. Um, secondary, if, you know, he disrespects. First of all, he disrespects his mother. Okay. Um, yes. That's another flag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can agree. Yes. I agree. That's another flag. Because um, if he don't treat his mama right, he definitely going to treat you right. And um, mm-hmm. as well, if he, you know, puts hands on you or he threatens to do it, even if it's like balling up a fist or something, just to kind of try to instill fear in you, that's a flag too. Everything that just is not healthy is a flag. Just. I also want to add control. If he's trying to Mm -hmm. isolate you from your friends and family, family, and he's sitting there telling you, you don't need no one else but me. Mm -hmm. That's, that's That's the start. That's that's definitely a red flag Mm -hmm. because we need each other. You know, we do. We We need each other. Um, Especially if you're getting advice from like, professional people like someone from your church or like a life coach and things like that and Mm -hmm. they're trying to steer you away from those type of people um I believe that's definitely a red flag it definitely is you know and so you want to be careful yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Jenny did you um have any red flags you wanted to add I mean just about the same thing that she had mentioned um there was also you know um I can't I can't even really think because it's it's just so many red flags it's that a, yeah. it's it I mean I think as an individual when you when you know someone is doing something yeah. and you're kind of feeling like a little scared that mm-hmm. should be more of a red flag to like yeah know, like this is not right this is making mm-hmm. me feel uncomfortable yeah why is he doing this why is he acting like that towards me why is he being this way like this is the man that's supposed to protect me and love me and cherish uh, me yes. and, and value me. And he's doing this to me. And then you get to a point when he starts doing that to you and you know that in the back of your head, and you know that this is not right. Yeah. But I love this man. Mm-hmm. But you know it's not right. But again, you love this man and you continue to stay because you're trying to figure out. In the end, I think a lot of women also stay because they try to figure out what is wrong. What is wrong with this person? Why are they acting like that? You know, okay, well, the red flags are right there. You don't need to, I've learned through this process, like like I said, I can relate as well, that there is no need to understand. Once Mm -hmm. you see a red flag, you got to go. You got to go. No need to you don't need around. an explanation. That's good. Yeah, That's right. You don't need an explanation. <laughs> they ain't no. They ain't no trying to figure out what's going on in his head, mm-hmm. what he's thinking, what he's doing. Listen, the minute that he's being disrespectful, yes. you put him in his place. I'm out. 
I've been nothing but good to you. I'm out because mm -hmm. the minute that you the minute that you start uh, compromising, giving a chance, and after yeah. another chance, you continue to um, you continue to tolerate it. Yeah, and then it gets to the point where you allowing him to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, and then you, sometimes you get to a point where you're so used to it, you stay stuck there. And part of yeah. you is like, I need to go because I know this is not right, but I want to stay because mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I want to, I want to get an understanding of this. And then what ends up doing, what ends up happening? It gets worse. And it gets very worse. Yeah. It gets worse. Some people, some people get out and realize and some people don't end some up don't. losing their yeah. life. Yeah. 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 And I think as women, we also got to realize that it's not our fault, you know, stop. Yeah, exactly. Well, he only did this because I did this or yeah. because That's I, serious. in your case, because I didn't pay my phone bill yeah. or, you know, and it's just like, no, yeah, there's That's some no reason for you to disrespect yeah. or treat someone the way that you treat them. You know, yep. we are mm -hmm. only in control of ourselves. And what I've definitely learned is literally like a person who project, whether it's anger or, you know, being violent, everything they project out towards you is just an issue that they have with their inner selves that they just yep. have not mm -hmm. dealt with. And sometimes it's best to just leave a person alone, let them be on that journey alone to figure out yep. where life will take them, you know? So, and that's where I am at this point. It's not my business where you go. Just, <laughs> you can't just like, yeah, that's all. All the best right, right, right. Yeah, that's all. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to share, or express, or maybe even just give advice to women that may have been in your shoes, you know, and mm -hmm. just not not sure how to get out or not sure if it's just really abuse or maybe they just got anger problems. And first of all, women, we can't fix them. No. You know, we can, you no, cannot no. fix a broken person. And that goes yeah. both ways, mm -hmm. you know, so stop trying to fix somebody because it's not our job to fix them yeah um but with that being said is there any advice that you would want to give to women um just just looking back in regards to what you've been through in your situation and where you are now in life um i would definitely say first as women we need to start normalizing that it's okay if even if we go on our first few dates or something and the first time we see something that just don't sit right to just be like you know what no it's okay to be like, nah, that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay here and waste my time on you. Um, secondly, just calling a thing a thing. You know what I mean? Even if you're in denial, you don't want to believe that what you're going through is actually what you're going through. Call a spade a spade. If it's domestic violence, that's what mm -hmm. it is. It doesn't make you weak or anything like that. Every, like everything you mm -hmm. go through is a learning lesson, you know? And um, if you find yourself, you know, lost or like you have no one that you can talk to I would definitely like advise that you find someone that you could confide in even if that you know means not telling anybody about you know the person that you're confiding in for me that's what I had to do you know and I had to literally like pray that help came and nobody knew about that help to the very last minute when I was out and that's how you have to do it sometimes so mm -hmm. um and also don't forget about yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are the prize. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not the prize. You are the prize. So yes. your self-love, your self-worth, everything about you is what makes you you. You know what I mean? So don't ever feel like you have to get into a relationship and solely like, okay, let me focus on him to keep him. What I learned from my brother-in-law, thank God for him, 
a man is going to be a man and he's going to make a choice and whether he wants to be kept or not is up to him. You know what I mean? So don't ever think or beat yourself up or wonder why, why didn't he stay or why couldn't he get it right for me, but he could get it right for somebody else. Honey, the grass ain't greener on the other side. He's, <laughs> he, okay, he's just sitting on that performance. Okay. And so it's time to really like break out and, you know, do whatever. So love yourself. Don't forget about your goals, your plans, like, whatever it is that you want to do and you want to achieve, write it down and, and do that, you know, live for you. You don't always have to live for a, a person just because mm-hmm. you're in a relationship with yep. them. Take care of you. Cause if you don't take care of you, if they treat you wrong, they ain't going to take care of you either. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. And set yep. those boundaries, ladies. Yeah. Set those boundaries. Yes. Morals. Yep. Okay. Morals are very important that's too. Sometimes. Boundaries, you know, so that yeah. you won't be swaying with them. You know what yeah. you want, you know what you're going to be. And you got to stand whatever boundaries you set. You got to stand, you got to stand with those, you know, don't yes. be like, Oh, well, I can compromise this or I can, yeah. I can compromise. You got to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just let that go. He ain't mean that. Oh, he just mm-hmm. cheated once. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give him another no. chance. No, set your boundaries. No. If that's something yeah, that no. you're not going to tolerate it, don't tolerate it once. Exactly. And just understand real life is real life. Stop comparing everything to, oh, you know, like Instagram couple, like goals. I have no goals. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't want, it might look one way and be a whole other way. You know, I, nah, I just, you know. I want what God has for me. And so don't be afraid to as well, like pray for the, the things that you do want in a man. I'm not talking about a list like, oh, he need to be six you know, foot tall. He need to be handsome. I'm talking about the real stuff. Yeah. A man who's going <laughs> to, you know, help you to, you know, proceed in your purpose. A man of God, a man who knows how to communicate with you. Even if y'all have a fallen out, he's not going to call you out your name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to talk to you like a man and set that example where you're like, you know what? I'm just tripping. Like I could, mm-hmm. I could have, I could have said that another way, you know, instead of like, you know, tripping the way I did. Right. So, um, just, and ask questions. Don't be afraid. Listen, cause now when I, I, you know, some people want to talk, I got to ask everything. Do you brush your teeth every day? Okay, okay, because that's something. Do you take showers? Because you have people out that's here. Important. You know, it's hygiene. Yeah, hygiene is important though. Hygiene is very important. But you, but you be surprised. Mask. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are people out here who can literally go a month without you know a shower. And it's like, oh my god! Like last oh, time you no. took a shower was like over three weeks oh, ago no. or something like that. So. When I ask these questions, some of them be hollering. They'd be laughing. They'd be like, is this a real question? Yes, this is a real <laughs> question. I'm not asking it for no reason. How does your credit look? Like, what kind of job do you have? Why didn't your last relationship work? You know, like, and be honest with me, you know? I'll be honest with you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Do you respect your mother? I, I want to know all this right. stuff. So I got to ask all of it. Because mm-hmm. the minute I hear something that don't sound right, oh, no. Well, I just want to let you know, kind of like a job application. Thank you for <laughs> yep. applying, but... That's true. You gotta do that in the dating stage because everyone's Mm -hmm. moving so fast these days, and it's just like one minute you with someone, next minute y'all marry, and it's like, wow, you don't even Mm -hmm. get to know the person first. Ask, ask the questions, and making sure their actions is speak uh, matching up with their words. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. true. And yeah, take your time when you date. I definitely got married very young, and my siblings alone was not with it. I'm gonna tell you right now, they were all, and we in a group (laughs) chat, they were all against it. They were all upset. And you know, I'm like, you know, it's life. Like I I'm the marrying type. I'm, you know, I Mm -hmm. feel like I 
I possess like those those traits where I like to clean. I like to do this or that. You have wifely qualities, right? Yeah, but <laughs> when they seen that, when they seen that engagement ring and all that stuff on you know social media, they were not they were not happy. You know, they definitely were not afraid to um, express how they felt, and that's another thing. Always have family around and friends who are not afraid to tell you the truth and love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I understand this is what you want, but maybe that's what you could get in like maybe another five years, because at least with this individual, particularly, <laughs> that ain't it, you know? So, you know, and just accept it and don't take it as somebody like, oh, you're hating on me or whatever. There just might be something that that last person may know or that that person may see that you can't see. That you can't see. Mm-hmm. You're blinded. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's real so, good. Yeah. Yeah. And what I wanted to say was, you need somebody that's going to add on, not subtract. Say that. (laughs) (laughs) Say that. That's a good one. Yes. So what are you doing now to give back to the community? Well, okay. I've been doing, besides the life coaching (laughs) right now, I've actually been working on... um, kind of implementing because I have a vision board program that's called Young Inspired and it's a new company as well but we've been doing it for a while so I've had like a few meetings with schools to mm-hmm. kind of bring the whole vision board with a twist to students who are like you know in their senior year because I feel like there are things they need to know or that we need to talk about set goals for that high school is just okay. not going to prepare you for like oh, credit yeah. let's talk about these goals you know things like that you know because it's like when I was in high school I kind of wish they would have told me listen credit job you know what I mean rent all these mm-hmm. things you have or to be mindful like all of that yeah. stuff yeah like this is <laughs> uh-huh. you gotta have some goals because if you don't have any goals life is gonna pass you by you know and yep. you don't you don't want that you don't want to just be on Facebook all day looking at everybody accomplishing what they accomplishing while you're just sitting there come on mm-hmm. get you some goals it doesn't have to be you know out of reach goals, make it realistic. You know, it starts small. If you don't have a job, maybe put on that vision board, you know, a job or something and whatever the case may be. And then we do like a little circle circle time. You talk about what you have on your vision board. Why do you put it there? Cause first you have to be able to understand your why. If you don't understand your why, then what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a big, you know, just creative process where you know, the community can literally be around other creative people and kind of get their their inspiration off of each mm-hmm. other. So, you know, we can share same ideas and be inspired and then still leave with the resources that we need to move forward. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Do you have any upcoming uh, virtual events or vision boards where we can find you? Yes, I do actually. If you go to Faith Life Love Podcast, <laughs> we're having a um, virtual vision board 2021 party. Uh, it's going to be January 5th, which is a Saturday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So, um, so far, I think that's doing like really good. We have like people going, people who are interested, people who are sharing it. Um, and so I'll be live. I'll have music, you know, I'm, I won't be because I'm a very old soul. So you might hear some Luther <laughs> or something, you know, you might, <laughs> you might have to join. I love you know, Luther. And, yeah, just kind of have a, you know, a little vision board, show them the process and kind of interact with, you know, all of the viewers and see what, what goals are they setting for the year 2021. Okay. Awesome. And I'll be sure to actually add it in the bio when we post the audio as well. 
Um, okay. That's not a problem. And then we probably can like update everyone closer to January. Mm -hmm. okay. um, just give me a message and I can, we can post on our page so we can get all the women um, Thank you. started for the new year with the vision board, you know? Yes. We gotta, you know, we can start goals. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's important. It is. It doesn't have to just be a once a year thing. Cause I remember my sister right. saying that to me. She was like, what you mean? Yeah. Right. They only do that. I said, no, honey, you don't got to just use it for January. You can use right. it because the whole point of a vision board is for your goals to change monthly. You're not supposed to be working on the same goals three months right. out. You know, it's supposed to change, you know, like, come on. You want them to change. You want to see growth. So if you've gotten mm -hmm. that job or that apartment or whatever, you've enrolled yourself mm -hmm. in school. Now let's make a new vision board with new goals. Let's keep progressing yeah. forward. That's the whole point. You're not supposed to stand still. Keep going forward. That's right. That's right. And don't give up, ladies. Don't yes. give up. If something didn't go as planned on your vision board. Yeah. Be, know, have patience. A little bit more. Why? Go back to the why. Why didn't this mm -hmm. work? Mm -hmm. What am I missing? maybe I should do a little bit more teaching or maybe I should do a little mm -hmm. bit more training or who do I need to listen to or focus on to educate me so that I can accomplish that goal. Exactly. Don't give up. It's, it's yeah, it's definitely, you know, a process. So be patient with yourself. It's not like popping something in a microwave and then being like, oh, here's that success. It's not, you might get it two, three years, you know, from now or whatever the case may be. For me, the very thing that I love, which is writing, that dream has now manifested like God has blessed me with that literally seven years later. And I remember crying to a college friend because when I had submitted my work, I got rejected because they're like, this is too overly, it's too advanced. And I'm like, what? You know, and wow. you know, I was crying. I was born. I'm like, they don't, they don't want to represent. This is good. That is, you know, it's advanced. And what I had to learn, thank God for my uncle too, because he's like written works for Steven Spielberg as well. And I started doing my writing with him. And he's like, listen, I'm gonna have to you like if I grade your writing and your work, I don't want you to take it personal because I'm giving it to you from the business aspect, you know. Okay. Then my first writing and I was confident. I'm like, I'm gonna get an A on this. He gonna get he gave me an F and I cried. <laughs> I said, Are you serious? I'm like, I done took like a week to write this, you know. And I, you know, he started breaking stuff down. He's just like, sometimes mm, it's not about explaining good. it. You mm -hmm. have to allow the reader to visualize it. And that yeah, means that breaking means something so advanced down to make it just that simple. And yep. So literally after submitting a work, like I have a literary agent for a traditional publisher. So mm -hmm. it, I cried for that, you know, I, I couldn't figure yeah. it out for them seven years. And here it is, you know, so. Yeah. But you didn't give uh, up, though. I didn't. Didn't, I didn't. I kept up. writing. Mm, that's great seven years but you didn't give up you know nope, that is yeah. your passion you did not give up on your your dream and who knows where you're gonna be you know you might yeah. write the next notebook too hopefully <laughs> hopefully you never know it might be called the magazine we gotta switch it up <laughs> you know put a little twist to it you know yeah, yeah a little yeah, so <laughs> definitely don't give up on yourself. Take your time and be patient and just know that the gifts that God has literally naturally given you that you don't got to go to school for, it's there, you know? It's just going to take time, but it's there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kay, for uh, giving us your testimony. Um, when I definitely, it was 
something that needs to be spoken about because even now, you know, behind closed doors, like you said earlier, you know, we're having this pandemic and yeah, there's a lot of women that we don't know that are going through this behind closed doors, yeah. through the abuse, the verbal, physical, you know, the emotional and times is hard right now. So hopefully through your story and, you know, other women that that also have the same relatable story as you, me, yeah. Chanera, that they can, you know, sit there and, and see this episode and just be like, you know what? I have to get out of this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you understand know. that you're, you're worth everything. You're literally worth everything. Mm-hmm. Again, you are the prize. So don't ever forget that. Yes, we are the prize. Don't yeah. ever forget that. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And I do want to say thank you again, too, for having me. Like, I... I am so grateful. Thank you. It was fun. It was awesome. Uh-huh. It was yeah, awesome. it was. It was great. I love it. Thank you again. And thank you to our listeners. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, mm-hmm. before we go, there is one question that we do ask all of our guest speakers. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> is, what makes you uncommon? I would say because I am me, my identity, my self-identity is what makes me uncommon. So I don't ever, ever worry about if I can compare myself to someone because I know there is never another me and Mm -hmm. there will never be another me just as there will never be another you. There's only one original copy of yourself Mm -hmm. walking around. So embrace that and love that because that's what makes you uncommon. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. It is. Well, also, um, if anyone that is in need of help, I have the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It's 1-800-799-7233-SAFE. There is so much resources out there. Um, Women, single women, married women that are going through any toxic relations, uh, relationships. uh, There is so much out there you know, and this hotline, it will be a good resource to, and they're anonymous. They, well, all you have to do is call them and let them know what's going on. And they will give you the the resources that you need. So ladies, yes. Yes. So ladies, please, please. If, if you are in a relationship that you do not need to be in, call that number. And then also you can find us on our website at www.uncommonwomen.net. That's where we have our merchandise. Um, You can also follow us on YouTube, Uncommon Women. Um, And also if you want to be a guest speaker, um, you can email us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com and tune in. Our next episode is going to be great. and it's going to be talked on sex trafficking. So with everything that's going on in the world right now, especially with sex traffic, uh, tra- trafficking, human trafficking, um, this is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but this is something that needs to be spoken about. Talk about yeah. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that has to be talked about. That has to be addressed. Yes. Yeah, I'm, excited. I'm excited. Super excited for for um, the next episode. And I'm super excited for this episode that we're going to release today. Um, it was such a pleasure, uh, Kiana, for you coming out and sharing your amazing story. Oh, and um, I'll be looking forward to uh, hopefully a nice writing that you're going to do, maybe a movie, maybe a, a book, yeah. you know, wherever God um, wants to take you, I'm excited. 
and for the virtual event, event um, the board, the vision board, will definitely. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be in. I'll be in tune with that. Also, uh, well, okay. I definitely, I definitely want to be in tune with that. I'll definitely <laughs> send you guys the link. But thank you so much again. I am so grateful that you allowed me to even share, you know, my story on your platform. And hopefully, there are other young women out there who, you know, take heed to everything that's being said. Again. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you viewers so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. Uh, please remember to stay uncommon.